You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola. Tucked away in the Andean highlands of South America is a place that looks out of this world. It's kind of like the the surface of Mars with this rust-colored terrain with jagged rocks all over the landscape. And it is one of the driest places on Earth. That's Benji Jones, who covers the biodiversity crisis for Vox. And within this landscape that feels very desolate, you have a bunch of these saline lakes, these really large, salty lakes. And underneath these lakes is groundwater that is very, very rich in lithium. It's the element powering nearly all of our cell phones, laptops, and the ever-growing demand for electric cars. And here, you could find more than half the world's supply of lithium. It's pretty amazing. So it's been used for decades to treat bipolar disorder as a mood regulator. And commonly today, pretty much all mobile electronics have lithium ion cells in them. So it is one of the most important elements to kind of the modern world and increasingly the the world of the future. But extracting the lithium from the land is where it gets complicated. It's creating a hostile living environment for the neighbors. Within the lithium triangle, there are three of the world's six species of flamingo, and they live in and around these lakes. These lakes are incredibly important for their lives. It's where they find food, it's where they nest, it's where they breed. A lot of the lithium that ends up in our batteries comes from beneath these saline lakes in the lithium triangle. So it's literally in the water underneath these lakes. And most methods that you see today to get lithium out of groundwater use evaporation. And as you can expect, evaporating water, of course, means that it is no longer available for anything that relies on it. So in this case, flamingo. Okay, and we think that lithium mining is behind it. Tell us a little bit about the process that's making these lakes shrink. So the most important thing to know about lithium mining is that it uses a lot of water. It's pretty ironic given that this is one of the driest places on Earth, and to get a ton of lithium out of the ground, you need about 400,000 liters of water. You have these, these mining companies, and they pump the groundwater below the lakes onto the surface of the land and kind of spread them out in these large, very shallow pools. And in doing so, the water starts to evaporate. And as the water evaporates, it leaves behind elements including lithium, and it's much more easy to extract the lithium from the groundwater once all that water evaporates. So as these lakes start to lose water, which we think is linked to lithium mining, the lakes actually become saltier and saltier because as you evaporate the H2O, what's left are these minerals, including salt. And as the lakes get super salty because they're so shallow, 
you start to have an environment that doesn't allow all kinds of marine organisms like algae and shrimp to survive. And when these animals can't tolerate these really salty waters, that means that flamingos can't eat. They have nothing to eat, and so they can't survive either. So it's kind of this like chain reaction that happens once you start to kind of eliminate parts of the ecosystem because the lakes are so salty. So we're making one of the driest places in the world even drier, and that's hurting the species of animals that live there. Exactly. And when I talked to some of these researchers, they were like, it's crazy because it is so dry here. Like, why would we use a technique that just takes so much water? So that ultimately is the problem here. So how do we know this is happening? You said that the populations are declining a bit with flamingos. Um, Any other proof that this is going on? Yeah, so the researchers looked at a bunch of different things. They looked at one particular saline lake called Salar de Atacama, and this is where the majority of mining is happening in the Chilean portion of the Lithium Triangle. So if you want to understand the impacts, it makes sense to look at this one region. So they looked at data of flamingo abundance in this one region over time, And then they compared that to data showing the size of these pools that companies use to evaporate out water. So essentially, when you see a lithium mining operation, you'll see all these beautiful colored pools, which is where all this evaporation is happening. And they kind of they look turquoise or blue or 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 orange even. And so you can actually measure the size of those using satellite imagery. And so they ran all these analyses to essentially link the decline of flamingos over time to the increase in area of these pools that these companies use for their mining operations. What they don't know is whether those flamingos are just going somewhere else, and that's why it's registering as a decline, or if they're actually dying from starvation or because they can't have as many chicks each year. So we know that the number of flamingos is going down. We just don't know what's happening to those flamingos that are no longer there. We're not at a point where like all this has already happened, but it's actually ramping up pretty quickly in response to the rise in demand for EVs and other electronics. So it's worth figuring out now whether this is causing problems so Chile or other countries can do something about it. With more and more flamingos leaving, what does that mean for the ecosystem they're leaving behind? So flamingos are kind of like cows of the lake systems in that they are, I know they look nothing like cows. They're way more elegant, although I do love cows. They graze on all kinds of microorganisms. Flamingos eat brine shrimp, which are actually sea monkeys, fun fact that I loved to learn about. And they eat kinds of algae and so forth. And by doing so, they play a pretty big role in the food chain and can control the growth of other organisms. So whenever you have a grazer and you remove it, you'll see some pretty sweeping changes to the biotic community. And there is some research or at least some indication that there could be these kind of harmful blooms of of algae that emerge in these lakes when you have an absence of flamingos to eat all these different kinds of of algae. So there's some indication that it could like essentially foul the ecosystem by removing flamingos. So that's one thing. It's just important to have them there. And then I will also mention flamingos are what scientists call like indicator species, meaning that they indicate something about their environment. So just by being able to see flamingos it suggests that the ecosystem is doing okay. It means that they have enough food to eat, which suggests that lower down in the food chain, there's plenty of life. And so as you start to see 
flamingos leave, that could be an indication that the ecosystem is in poor health. Made me think of canaries in the coal mine or, you know, flamingos in the saline lakes. Exactly. Flamingos are, are the canaries. Exactly. And people's livelihoods also depend on these flamingos. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So there are indigenous communities that live around here and there is a pretty large tourism industry and flamingos are a really important part of that industry. People literally travel to this area to see them. And so one of the concerns that, that people voice to me is just losing these flamingos because of lithium mining could also impact the local communities that depend on them for, for tourism revenue and so forth. And this is and it's something I did not look into as much, but there is some evidence that the, the drainage of this groundwater for mining lithium could also be impacting water resources that communities need as well. So there have been some local fights playing out over just access to water as well. In your story, there is some good news for these beautiful pink birds, right? There is. So one thing that should not get buried is that when the researchers looked at the populations of flamingos across the entire lithium triangle, so not just within this one Salar de Atacama, when they looked across the whole Chilean portion of the lithium triangle, they found that flamingos are actually not declining. And so that is very, very good news because it means that on the whole, these populations are okay. The way that I think about this is that, okay, this is a really rare opportunity to, to actually address the problem before it starts having a bigger impact on these birds. Because, I mean, usually when we're trying to solve environmental problems, it's like pretty bad already. A species is already kind of tipping towards extinction, where in this case, these flamingos are okay across a much broader territory. It's just in this hot spot of mining where it seems to be a problem for them. So the takeaway that some of the researchers told me is that, okay, now is actually the time to do something about it. And at the same time, the demand for electric vehicles is skyrocketing. Yeah, exactly. Is that going to make it worse? Or do we have an opportunity to sort of nip that in the bud? People are talking about this now, and research like this is helping to kind of emphasize that we should be considering the problems with mining. But as you mentioned, yes, demand for, for electric cars is growing. I think all 20 of the largest car manufacturers have announced that they're going to be growing out their EV offerings. So that has to come with an increase in lithium unless we switch to other kinds of materials. And so we should be thinking about what the impacts are, especially given that in this particular region, we're definitely going to see an increase in lithium mining. It's hard to imagine a world where we wouldn't just given the skyrocketing demand for EVs and other electronics. And so now is the time to address these issues within the lithium triangle and, and elsewhere as well. Are there more sustainable ways to mine lithium? That is a very good question. So there definitely are ideas. There is a startup that's working on these pellets, which you can essentially throw into water with lithium in it, and the pellets absorb the lithium, and then you can kind of harvest them from these pellets. And that's supposed to be a much more sustainable way of doing things because it doesn't require these large evaporation pools. There's also recycling, right? So we already have lithium in all kinds of cars that are being decommissioned and other electronics. So why not just pull it out of the existing batteries that are already made? There are unfortunately kind of a lot of problems with that as well. It's somewhat dangerous. It's not clear how much lithium is, is still going to be useful because it degrades over time. These batteries degrade over time. So recycling is important, but, but has limitations. I will just say that one of the researchers I spoke to is, is part of a committee to rewrite the Constitution of Chile, which 
is a thing that is happening, which is a pretty big deal. So they're rewriting their constitution and mining is a big topic. Extraction is such a large part of Chile's economy. Mining is such a large part of Chile's economy. And so one thing that she said the people on this committee are talking about is, okay, we know that mining has to happen just given the growth of this industry, but there must be ways to do it more sustainably and in ways that don't harm the people who rely on these ecosystems as well. So I think there is focus on sustainable mining, but it's not totally clear how this is going to happen. Any kind of mining is going to have environmental problems. Like, that's a given. Because you're, I mean, you're like ripping up the earth. But I will say this, no one I talk to is arguing that we shouldn't be making electric vehicles and making many, many more of them. It's very clear that that is a core part of our strategy to address rising carbon emissions and the climate change it's fueling. So like the takeaway is not that we should stop mining lithium. The takeaway is not that we should stop making electric cars. It's just that we can make mining more sustainable than it currently is. And both things can be true, like EVs can be good and mining can also be better. Benji, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Ronnie Mola. Thanks for listening. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.